And we're here on the KNM Podcast. Kim Brown from WJR Radio. Michael here at DetroitLions.com as we talk Lions football. Hello, Michael. Hello, Ken Brown. All right, Mike. It looks like this is the, uh, I want to say, the, the last drive of the season here. You got three games left. You're up three games with a 10-4 record. And one win gives you that elusive. Can I say it elusive? Because you've never seen this at four field before. Then I'll see North title. One game, Mike, is all you need now. Yeah, this, they've been there since, what, 2002. And so this would be their 22nd year and have not had a home playoff game in that time. And look, I already vented my spleen on that a week ago or two weeks ago, whatever it was, on Thanksgiving Day when they couldn't beat the Green Bay Packers. But this is reality now. There's what? I, I would be shocked, and I'd be also pretty dismayed if they don't make the playoffs now. Because if they do, the prize is the home, you know, home field advantage. And I, I think they'll make it. And I, the thing, question I have for you though is, do you think that now that the Lions are getting close, I mean, close enough you can almost touch it? Do you think the fans out there are getting more anxious, or do you think they've got it wrapped up? Well, this is like uh, I hate to borrow a phrase from. Uh former coach Jim Caldwell, but this is the dungeon of doom with some of these fans. <laughs> and, you know, you can't do anything until it's done, and then when it's done, they want to criticize how you did it. So there's always going to be that, you know, scaredness out there. But what I'm saying is you're in the best position since that field opened to win this title. Because if you think about the time they played Green Bay that game in uh, 2016 where if they had a won, they would have won the division. And I think that's the only other time they even had a chance to win the division. Well, 2014, too, they, had, they, they played. Remember 2014? That's the year they got beat by Dallas in the playoffs. That was a showdown in Green Bay for the, for the division title. So it's happened before. And they lost both of them then. They lost the they one lost at the fourfield and the one in the showdown there. But I looked right, at the 16, that. Mike. Green Bay had won like six or seven games in a row up until that last game. They were on a roll. And the Lions had lost uh, three games in a row. Three games. Actually, it was four. We were talking about the last one. It was four games. Remember that Stafford broke, Matthew Stafford broke his thumb? Yeah. And he, the Lions went yeah, from nine, no and, nine and three to nine and seven. Right, right. I'm just saying, though, up until that game, they had lost the three yeah. before that. So they were tumbling and Green Bay was coming on. So, And like I said, they got in. They only got in the playoffs because the, I think the Giants had uh, beat – Washington or Washington. I remember watching the game outside for a field. It was another game that put them in before that game started. So that's the only way right. they got in. If the, I think if the Giants would have won or whatever team was would have won, the Lions would have been out of the playoffs if they lost that night. Right. The Vikings would have overtaken it. But you know what's to me, Kenny, you know what's been remarkable about this season? Well, there's a lot of things, but one thing in particular, the Lions, the, the Lions have not lost two games in a row. And any time we, we oh, any time we think we're sort of on the on the on the brink. Of don't doom. say it. You know the jinxies well, coming out. Now, why would you say no. that? You know it. You, you know it. Just don't say. It. Just think it. Don't say it. I'm saying that this is going to be one of those podcasts where we just don't say anything bad. Come on. We're not saying the jinx <laughs> stuff. The, 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 don't say they they because they could they they're capable of losing two in a row at any time, well, and they're capable they of winning two in a row. Two in a row isn't exactly a losing. I state, know, but, but, but don't say it. Don't say it. Just say uh, they're they're playing consistently right now. They're playing consistently, Thank and they're you. And, and, and you know what? And look, look. In the last two two years, uh, the, the new regimes for well, they're, they're not new anymore, but the new regime took over the Lions. They had long losing streaks both years. 
But this year, man, none, absolutely nothing, not even a whiff. No, 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 no. And and like I said, some of that goes to scheduling too. It just happens that the schedule tipped out the way that you could avoid those losing streaks. They didn't really have a, a gauntlet of games that they were not favored. As a matter of fact, I'm going to go back and look at it today. I should have had this for the podcast, but I was I didn't think about it until you just said it. How many games have they not been favored in this year? I remember the Baltimore the game, the Baltimore the game and the Baltimore, opener. Yeah. But was there any other yeah. games they were not favored in? No, off the top of my uh, I can't think of yeah, one. I, I really so, thought about that. So they had a good, you know, schedule to do. The only game I can think of, no, they were favored. I was going to say the Tampa Bay game, but I, maybe they were no. favored in that game. So they, no. they haven't been, you know, underdogs two weeks in a row to anything. So, um, like I said, consistency is good, so I, I don't have a problem with that. Um, this is the question I have for you. And I'm not – I'm everybody saw the game Saturday night, so I don't want to – rehash what went on unless you got something to say about it and we're just gonna move on to other matters was this something during that game you saw or something that you want to talk about before we move to what the, what it lies ahead because i want to close no, out the really. game saturday it was just a beat down of epic proportions just you know some of the guys we see playing getting a lot of snap count you know getting a high snap count now it's sort of developed during the season like if you had to telemon who you know players like that that have really taken on major roles but no it's a it, look They've developed this team in a lot of different ways in a lot of different places, and I think that I think it's a, to the betterment of that team. This is a good, solid football team now. Everybody's got holes. Everybody does has got something. Nobody's perfect out there, but I think they've really put together a pretty good team. I can agree, but the defense However, has been shaky, and changes had to be made, and changes were made, and two of the changes, and we're going to talk about the – What's this mean going forward when, you know, some other players get back? How are they going to handle this? Is um, Melifonwu was put in as safety. Tracy Walker relegated out. And the uh, cornerback Vildor was put in. And out went um, Jerry Jacobs, who was – they say he got hurt during the game, but he didn't play a snap on defense. Right. No. Exactly. So – Melifonu made he made his presence known, and yes, he did. And this is two games in a row he's played really good, but he's just a an imposing size guy back there. And I just think that this is his time that he should step up and play. And I that's what they needed. That's what that defense needed. It just needed some energy and a new you know just a new car smell kind of. And I think he was that. Well, like a new car smell. I'll take your advantage. I'll take your name your word for it, but. Look, in the last two games, he's played every snap except three, and that's that's you know he's, he's started five. I'm sorry, he started three games this year, but he really took in a heavy snap count in this in this last game, which shows. Look, they've got they've got plans for this guy. They've had him. This is his third year now at the Lions, and then he's this is an important time to be playing, and he's and he's playing well, playing real well. Uh, made a big game change in play. Where he got the ball away from Russell Russell Wilson, who uh, Big Bugs picks up and instead of laddering it like uh, Melifonwu said, he was trying to get him to ladder it to him. Bugs is rumbling, oh, if you want to call it rumbling, but he ran and uh, if he'd have gave it up to Melifonwu, Melifonwu could have scored on that because Bugs just got caught because he was three hundred and fifty pounds at least. But yeah, <laughs> look, and Melifonwu he's what, he's six three, two hundred and ten pounds. I think the Lions really drafted him. Drafted him in the third round, 101st overall, I believe it was, and, and 
really he was going to be a corner, you know, a cornerback, and, and, and it didn't really work out that way for him because of other players on the roster and so on. But he, he it, it, you know, it just seems to fit him playing safety. Yeah, the size, you know, the wingspan, all of that. And he's a good, tough, smart guy. Now, what happens when C.J. Gardner Johnson comes back? Which he's going to come back. He's going to start practicing. I'm assuming he's going to play. Maybe not this week, but I'm assuming next week he'll play if he everything works out. Because, like I say, he didn't have leg injuries. He just had an arm injury, which means he should be back to playing. Where do you see that going? Do you? Well, I know Gardner Johnson's going to play, and I, he probably right. is going to start, but. Do you see Melifanu fitting in, uh, you know, in the rotation still? Or look, Kirby Joseph, to me, if you want to talk about safeties on the odd outs, uh, I think his time could be cut in two by Melifanu. Well, it's got to be somebody, and then also you know, what what they've already done to, to get ready for this is Brian uh, Brian Branch has been playing strictly uh, strictly the, the the nickel the nickel cornerback, and that's that's by design. It didn't just. Oh my God! And they could they could have kept playing, but they want to focus him on this one position now, and it's in the stretch drive because that's where they'll need him. And look, that that tells me that uh, Gardner Johnson's going to get a lot of playing time. Well, you know he is. I mean, the guy who led the league in interceptions well, last year and a veteran, and it really, to me, he is the inspirational pulse of that defense. And I thought that's what was missing all year. They just didn't have a personality that you know was no other personality on the team that was that type of guy to get him stirred up. He was that guy. Because right. remember, the, the, before, the game we got, before he got hurt was the ski mask game. Remember, that was the game yeah. that he got hurt in, yeah. and it like died down after that. But remember, he was he was the inspirational guy in that locker room because I was in there, and I could tell that, you know, they missed that this year. He was a guy that could – even the game a couple weeks ago when he was on the sideline yelling at Kirby Joseph or something, he wasn't even playing. I mean, you could just tell he's into that, and – I know Aaron Glenn loves him, and Aaron Glenn's had him in you know New Orleans and here, and I think he he wants him to be the leader of that secondary back there. Well, it certainly wouldn't it certainly wouldn't hurt with a team as young as the Detroit Lions. You need as much as much veteran leadership as you can get. Right now, one other interesting thing that happened during this game in the last game, and I think it's going to pretend for the defense. They stack bugs and. Um, um, I'm losing my mind here. Bugs, Kaminsky. No, not Bugs Kaminsky. Bugs, and hold on, I got it right here. Bugs. Cashel. No, 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 no. Hold on, I got to get my. We're well, running out of players. Here. Well, think of the tackles. Um, the defensive tackle Jones. They got Bugs and Jones together. Benito Jones. Benito Jones. And they put those two together. Usually, they would have an under tackle, a three technique, and you know the big power pig who was the over nose tackle. They put two big noses out there together now, and I think that's just stopping all that running stuff. They may not get the pass rush, but I think they're really that really makes that run defense of that middle stout. Well, here's here's a, to me a little statistic that might give you a little insight into this. So the Lions got 28 carries like yesterday, 28 carries and gained 185 yards. Uh, the Broncos had 28 carries and had something like 85 yards. Which team won the battle of the the, the, the battle of the, of the running game? Yeah, Detroit Lions by yeah. a mile. It was twenty eight and eighty three. Yeah, and plus, um, but was it eighty three? I thought it was eighty five. Uh, but the best part about it, their leading rusher, the Broncos, had thirty seven yards. Right, thirty seven. They had five guys with five different players carry right. the ball. The Detroit Lions had two. Right, hundred yards for Gibbs and, and eighty five for Montgomery. Right. So it's interesting on that part. 
And then my last part about things that I saw defensively or during the game that was interesting to me is they made a concerted effort offensively to get Jamison Williams involved. And I think Jamison Williams had his best game. I thought he made a couple huge plays during the game, especially one where he tight roped and got through uh, the defender to get a first down on like a second and 18 or first and 18. I can't remember what it was, one of the two 18. And um, I just felt that they Derek Goff took some deep shots early, and that kind of opened up the game to me. Even though they didn't weren't successful, kind of opened up the game and made Denver realize, okay, he's going to use the whole field tonight, and we got to be careful. And from that point on, I just thought the offense started rolling. Yeah, look, and that, that's that's a good you know, regardless of who's playing. That, that's a that's a good passing game offense, but it's also a good running game. I mean, that's that is really to me a really good balanced out balanced out offense. You mean the Lions' offense? The Lions, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that's what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, but you got to get those outside receivers involved because it opens up the inside for Saint, you know, Saint Brown and Laporta who. Had probably the best game of anybody. We haven't even mentioned his name yet. Three touchdowns. He's got nine for the year. I mean, for a rookie, I mean, he's going to be uh, on the Pro Bowl team as a rookie. He's one of the best tight ends in the NFC right now. Well, just I mean, look at that draft. That, that draft has really paid off. The, the two guys they've got, the running back and the and the tight end, that's a, that's, that's a, that's a real good. Running back, tight end, you got a starting linebacker and a starting safety in your first four yep. picks. Come on, man. But you know the, the Nelly, the, the nervous Nelly fans are. Oh, Project Martin's not playing. He's you, you traded up for, and he's just a rookie. And I mean, he's a third rounder, basically a fourth rounder. It was the end of the third round, and they're complaining about him after you got four starters. I mean, come on, man. Can we? Are we doing this really? Are we really doing this? You gonna complain about one player out of out of seven person draft? You got a a backup uh, right tackle, right guard, Corby Sorsdale. You got another guy who's on the roster. He may not be playing, but a wide receiver, Green. The whole the whole draft made the team. Jeez, what do you want? <laughs> I mean, come on, man. What are we doing here? What are we doing, well, Detroit? I'm speechless. I, I really I'm, am. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, Mike. I'm telling you. Usually, it's the second-year guys that are the dominant guys on your team, you know, when you come in when you're a young team. Like, the Pascals and Hutchinson should be the dominant guys this year. But it's the rookies who have been the dominant guys this year overall in totality. It's been the rookies. The rookies have had the biggest impact this year, and that's rare. So when you get that, well, be happy with it. But there's one thing we haven't mentioned, and I think it's and when you think about it, it's, I think it's important, and that is that they had their five starters on the offensive line, all five starters. Now it's, there's one difference over at right guard, but still a starting caliber player. And I think to me that really – I think that helped, that helped open up the passing lanes a little bit because you can hold the ball a beat longer because you you, go, you trust the offensive line. You're not guys who've been you know jimmied around a little bit because of injuries. And I thought I thought that was a telling telling part of this game. I'm gonna tell you another thing that we learned too about this game. What's that, that as good as Penny Sewell, good as Decker, good as Jackson, good as Glasgow are. Frank Ragnow is the linchpin of that offensive line. Yeah, he's not no playing. Doubt. It's just a different offensive line. I'm not it's saying they can't yeah. do a job, but they don't do a job as well when he's not in there. And and he is the linchpin. He was the he was the all pro first. He was the one you know in the last, a few years ago. He was the first one that started the the Lions all pro line. And so you could just tell the difference the way that it works when he's there. So keep him healthy. That's that's a key for the these next you know these next three games. 
Well, the clinch is clinched, and if you, and if you can see that you're not going any further, you might want to rust them. In other words, if you reach a point where you got going oh. into the last game of the oh, season, yeah. doesn't matter if you win or lose, well, then you might bench him. We're going to get to that right now. I'm glad you brought that up because we're going to get to that right now. Oh, I reckon I was reading your mind. Okay. Since we're finished with we're finished with the Denver game now, a, a, a trouncing, a butt we're, whipping. We're a, finished a, with the Denver game. We're finished with the Denver game. We're finished talking. I was about. just warming up. Yeah, no, you've warmed <laughs> enough. All right, game over. They've won ten and four. Okay, go now. Go. Tonight, if you're listening to this podcast on Monday night, the Eagles are playing Seattle. If you're the Lions right now, do you want to go for the? the top, you know, one of the top two seeds and go for it, or are you hoping that Seattle loses to where they you clinch the playoffs? Which one are you going for? Oh, that's a t- – You know what? I, just, I don't have a real opinion on that. If I was going to go one way or the other, I'd want to have a shot at the second seed. There you go. Because it might turn into the first seed. Michael Hare <laughs> is a man. There you go. And all I'm, you I'm nervous nuts out there – I don't care. Look, Seattle, even if they win tonight, we getting in. It's just a matter of another week. So my mentality is I'm winning my last three, and I want the Eagles and the 49ers to lose as many as they can. I'm going for it. Go for it. And even then, I don't care who they play except for for, uh, the San Francisco 49ers. I mean, to me, that's that's the gold in this year's NFC. What do you mean? Whoa, 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 yeah. whoa. Back that up. You say I, you don't care yeah. who they play, and you mean in the first round. In the first round, Okay, yeah. I'm about to say. What yeah. It, yeah. I don't care. Well, you're not going to be able to play in San Francisco unless you fall. Right. Matter of fact, San Francisco's not even playing in the first round. They're going to get the bye. Well, we'll so see. Wait, but anyway, okay. I want to play San Francisco eventually. I want the Lions to play them. I, wanna, I want I'm you to get to that point. I know. I'm just saying I'm I want to get to that point. If they're the best, then I want to be tested by the best. But I'm going to be – if they're the best, then I'm gonna be the second best, and then we are gonna have it out in the NFC Championship. So that's my goal. That's my goal. If if you're the best, and you the one I got to get over, and I'm gonna tell you what this season reminds me of for the for the older people in the crowd that remember. This was eighty. What year did the Lions have a Super Bowl? The Silver Dome, eighty one. The nineteen eighty one. Eighty one. If you remember, the Cowboys were favored that year to go, and San Francisco was the young up-and-coming team, and they had played once during the year. And, I mean, even the owners were getting into it where uh, Tony Dorsett was saying the owners shouldn't be talking and just sit up in the box and eat caviar and let us play. And Dallas was surely going to come in and beat San Francisco. San Francisco started their clock early. They, they beat Dallas by the catch and went on to the, and won the Super Bowl. And, I mean, it just happened that way. And everybody thought they were too young and they weren't experienced yet and they had to go through this process. But you never know when you get in that game when your time comes. So that's what I'm saying. Always strive for that game, man. Well, they certainly didn't know who Joe Montana was then, if that's what they thought. Okay. One of the three best quarterbacks in the history of the game. That's what I'm saying. But remember, Dallas was. If you remember that, see, all oh, Dallas is going back to the to the to the world to the Super Bowl. They, Kenny, I, I covered that game. I right. covered that game. And there. you probably yeah. won writing it too, aren't you? Uh, uh, no, they got beat by the Forty ers <laughs> You know what? And somebody else was down in uh, in Cincinnati where it was fifty below zero. I was in San Francisco. How about that? <laughs> it was muddy. At least, at least it was muddy that day. But. Um, yeah. That's what I'm saying with the Lions. Everybody, I saw somebody last night on one of the pot, on the TV shows. I can't think of who it was, and they were saying um, maybe it was Terry Bradshaw. I know what it was. It was Terry Bradshaw and um, Michael Strahan. They were talking about the Lions, and they said, "Should you put the Lions in the category with 
the Eagles and uh, 49ers. And Strahan and Bradshaw said, no, they're one year away. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, that's fine. You can think that, and it's fine. It may be eventually that way, but you don't play that way. You play like, man, it's a it's a, it's a cherry no. right there. And, you don't, and I'm gra- you don't, if it's there to grab, I'm going to grab it. You don't go in there thinking, well, I'm just happy to be here. You know, well, having, some teams do that, though. And having your family take pictures of you. Right. And all that. No, right. you're not there that's to win. Saying. So that's, what the, you know that's what? the mentality. And if you're not there to win, just think of, of, of Dan Marino. Thought he was going to play endless Super Bowl, right. right? He got there once right. and never got back again. That's my point. So all the nervous Nellies out there that just want to get it over with, have the Eagles win, lose the night, or win the night so that they, we can get the little X by our name in the paper tomorrow. The, the Lions go for it. Sweep the sweep it. Minnesota. I'm going to tell you right now, Dallas ain't a world beater after what you saw last night. Dallas is not a world beater. Go in no. there. And I'm going to tell you right now, did you see the way Buffalo ran on Dallas? Rex, Rex yeah. Ryan this morning on uh, Good Morning America said Detroit. They he said they'd have to give uh, Gibbs and uh, Montgomery a resuscitation. Yeah, he said they'd have to rehydrate them <laughs> because they would still be running. So, you, like, like I said, get in there and do your job, man. That's what I'm saying. This is the fun part of the see. Look, September, October, November it was all the all the the jockey and everybody. Oh, the world's falling, world's not falling. This is the fun part of the season. December, you got something on the line, and this is when you go prove yourself. And like I said, Saturday night was the beginning of that because if they had a loss Saturday night, I would have some real questions. Two in a row, not playing good, trending the wrong way. A game like they Saturday night, a game, I'm saying a game like Saturday night, they showing you right now, okay, that blip in Chicago, we're ready to get down to business. And, and, and in all truth, I watched Chicago play uh, Cleveland yesterday. They they defensively they're a good team, man. It's not like Detroit just floundered to a, a bad defensive team. And they played yesterday and should have won the game. And the guy catches the uh, hail mary at the end of the game. I mean, they lost to a good team at home that was hungry and hard and ready to go. Throw that one aside. Move on to the next one. Correct. Now. Correct. Now, if you lose two games to this Mullen guy, then maybe you shouldn't be in the playoffs. That's my point. Because I'm telling you right now. You won't be. Uh, right. Well, you can still win the one middle game, or they could lose one game. I'm just saying. Right. Moon Mullen is ready to be plucked, if you guys know Moon Mullen from the cartoons. <laughs> get in there and get that over with. And don't wait till the last game to do it. Get it over with this weekend. Well, two things for me. I don't think that Dan Campbell, in the three years we've gotten to know him, I don't think he's going to wait for anything. He's going to press the action. He's going to press it. He's not going to wait and say, well, just stand out there with his fingers crossed and hope somebody else does it for him. Can you imagine that? No. See, that's why okay. I like him. He's the perfect coach for this because, like, under old – I'm not going to say the coaches. Under old coaches of the years, they would be in this, ten, uh, you know, tentative mode and we we got to feel them out or whatever and, and, you know, hope to go get a road victory. If I hear that one time this week, I'm telling you right now, I'm shutting it down. You won't hear that out of Dan Campbell. Well, we just hope no. to go in there and put up a good show. No. I, I expect Dan Campbell to come out and say, we're going to take what's ours this weekend. And that's the way you got to look at it. And that's why, you know, C.J. Gardner, Johnson, those guys, that's the attitude. Because C.J., remember, he was like, we like thieves, man. We coming to take. And he said that at the second game. <laughs> so I'm like, this is what, that's the attitude you got to go in there with. You know, you got something that's mine, and I'm coming to get it. I'm going to check my pockets when he gets there. Yeah, check your pockets. <laughs> 
All right, so we got the like I said, Minnesota this weekend uh, for the for the championship. I don't know if they even have T-shirts when you win the. We haven't won anything, so I, I don't even know how they celebrate when you're doing a, a um, division title. Do they do they do the T-shirts and hats? I don't know about that, but there's one thing you don't do in the National Football League, and is they don't have champagne in the, in the in the locker rooms after games, so they're not going to have players dousing each other with booze. Well then, I I don't want them to win. Then if they if we can't get drunk and <laughs> be stupid about it, then I don't want to do come it. On. But anyway, come go on. get it done. Go get it done, and then come back ready for the next game. But like I said, I like it for one reason too. They're not being talked about as the best team in the NFC. They're not being talked about as the worst team in the NFC. They're like just hovering in there, you know what I'm saying, and that's the way it was. Because early in the season, there was too much talk about them being the best team and they ready for this. Because I don't think they were ready for that, and I think that kind of showed a little bit. But now you're like that stealth team where you just, you know, you're in there and everybody knows you're around, but we don't know what they're gonna do. That's where they're in the perfect position, like in a horse race. They're not, they're not in the lead, but they're right off on the side. They're ready to go. You, you, one misstep from you, and they just gonna take it. Well, I like the lead and stay there. That's what I like. Well, you got three weeks for that. At the end of uh, week 18, okay. if you got the lead and you won, and then you're ready to go. So, All right. Well, that's it for this uh, edition, Mike. We'll come back Friday and give our predictions for the game uh, against Minnesota as we see what's happening. Who's well. we'll find out this week like if any guys are activated, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, if Hendon Hooker's activated, if um, James Houston okay. comes off the list. Well, I'm giving all the scenarios Hooker. James, if James Houston comes off the li- <laughs> comes off of the uh, injured list and starts practicing, yeah. we'll know about all those things too. Uh, Bruce Irvin has one more elevation, and then you have to make a decision on him. So there's things out there to be made. I, I, yeah. What do you think about before we go? What do you think about cutting guys at the end of years? Though does that hurt a team uh, mentally? Because like I said, when guys come back, that means guys got to go. You know what? The players are used to that all the way back to junior junior football. Somebody's going to put replace somebody. It's just the way it is. Okay. I want to know how, what the thinking is. There. Part, of, part of part of the business. And I'm going to tell you another thing. We didn't talk about. We'll talk about it probably next week. There's going to be a kicker talked about too because uh, one kicker took a step back last week and one came up and he was in elevation. So I don't know if it's going to be permanent. But you think that was a message to Patterson, or you think that is going to be more of a permanent thing that Bagley came back and kicked this week? Uh, I, I honestly, I don't know. I, I was surprised to see it. I, there was no rumble of, that it was going to happen. So we'll probably get another week of that. But look, all he did was kick extra points. He didn't kick field goals. Yeah, but he actually made his extra points. Okay, I know. <laughs> the other guy point. didn't make his, so maybe that's why he's well, kicking. Here's a, yeah, well, I don't want to get into this. Yeah, that's, I'm just giving a fact. I don't care whose fault it was. He no, missed, I know, no. Yeah, all right, but, I'm but just saying. Last, but the extra point he missed two weeks ago was a snap. The ball came out sideways. And Jack Fox, who was really a great, you know, great holder, just couldn't get it up, couldn't get the ball up. So I'm not my job to pick the kicker. That's their job, and evidently yeah. they they chose that way for this. I'm just wondering. No, I, look, I have going. no problem with it, none, none whatsoever. No, no. That's, that, I don't think it was a bad move. No, six. He what? He goes six for six, so he kicks six in. Six, six for six. Yeah. 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 All right, Mike, that's it for this week. Uh, have a good week out there at practice, and uh, we'll re – I guess we'll retune for Friday afternoon and give our predictions. So uh, let's have a good week of practice for the Minnesota Viking game. I'm going to practice. I'm going to practice 
making my picks. Yeah, there you go, because you don't need four days for that. So that's Michael Harry, TroyLives.com. Yep. Check out the Mitch Album Show on Monday afternoon, 4.30 p.m. Alex Anzalone will be here, and we're going to ask him questions and find out about uh, what's going on with the defense and how they're getting ready for the playoffs. And then um, join us for that, and then we'll be back at the end of the week. All right, Mike, that's it. We're out.